So we had a day off in Florida um, and we were like, what do we do? We obviously are going to go to the fucking beach. And this beach day was like supposed to be really chill, but it kind of wasn't. Um, I was like viciously attacked by seagulls. And then Caitlin was like in the ocean and they looked like they were just like really blissed out, having like a really nice moment with, you know, this all this crazy elemental energy around them. And they came out and they were like, yeah, I just poop slapped jellyfish. <laughs> you, were, you were taking it on a jellyfish? That's what you're just doing just now? Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannockdotes, the podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada, this wonderful country. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Before we get into our episode today, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, pull out your phone right now, pull out that app that you're listening to on your podcast, whether it's on, you know, or if you're driving right now, pull, pull over, pull up an app, and then I want you to like, subscribe, maybe even leave a comment saying, hey, this stuff's good, keep it coming. Give that five-star review. Hit that bell notification so you're getting all that wicked stuff. Follow us on our Instagram at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. Keeps your ear to the ground of what we're doing. Uh, We got some really cool announcements coming up real soon. I'm super excited to be sharing with you. So please follow us on that. And uh, yeah, stick around and uh, we'll have some great times together. Let's get into our episode this week. We have... The folks from Bad Waitress, that's right, I got Moon and Nicole from Bad Waitress on this week. We, I, I met them initially uh, at a house show that got put together um, because it was like a, it was a, it was, it was a sick dog or something that needed a, had a hefty vet bill or something like that. And, uh, and you know, something needed, we needed... The call to action needed to happen, and Hellbent was there. And uh, that's actually where I met Kirsten um, of Lilum, where I, and she played with Pretty Boy at the time. And it was just a three-band bill. Killer bail, Bill. Killer Bill, if you ask me. Uh, I think it's wonderful that us, you know, we could come together and and uh, for, for, you know, those less fortunate people who can't necessarily always have that kind of money to, to, to afford their, their vet bills because they're freaking, they're not, they're not free. You know, we got some spotty healthcare here and there. You got to pay for some of this. You got to pay for some of that at times, uh, but it's not terrible. Um, but as far as pet goes, you always got to pay for that. And it's, uh, it's never cheap. So uh, I'm so glad that we could come together. And that, that's, that's where I met them. Uh, we had a great conversation this week. It was chaotic. Callie made a drop in. Uh, I won't sh- share too much uh, info on that because it, it's just ridiculous. And we had such a great time together. All right. You know what? Let's get started. I'm going to get a tune playing by Bad Waitress going. And this is their song, Acid Brain, here on Banecdotes.
Good afternoon, folks. Glad you can make this happen. How's it going? Great. Super duper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, is it snowing? No, never mind. Yeah. Is it say it's sunny out? <laughs> I don't no, know I was like, is it snowing still? And I'm like, no, it's not. So never <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the last time we saw each other in person may have been that house show, uh, like years back to, to help the dog. Like I, I, I maybe maybe a show in passing and since. But I mean, that's the last time I could really remember hanging out. Yeah, yeah that makes I'm, sense. I'm surprised I remember anything from that night. It's, uh, <laughs> there was literally like 20 joints during your set which is amazing just like it's just like the never-ending yeah we lit up, i think we lit up like five or six yeah i can't remember how many we lit it up. felt it felt like infinity just because it kept like more joints kept finding me throughout that whole set and i'm like this is amazing i love raising money for dogs <laughs> imagine that set now post-covid wouldn't happen like that Everybody, no you know what you know what we do we would roll so many joints that everybody would have their individual ones just have your own yeah (laughs) (laughs) so by now i've let the listeners know who you are and what you do but tell us in your words a bit about yourself and how you're involved in the music community nicole uh like like as a band or as personally uh just as a band um or bad waitress we're a punk band from toronto um I joined in like 2018, but I think they've been rolling around for a bit longer than that. Um, I don't know. How would you just say that we're like involved in the. Well, I mean, playing shows and whatnot. It's always good for the community. Yeah. Yeah. We do that. We play shows when they're (laughs) allowed. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Moon yourself, you want to introduce uh, introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Moon. I play drums in Bad Waitress, which uh, formerly was known the New Dogs when me and Callie first started the band back in 2015. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it bounces between 2014 and 2016 in my mind because the first couple of years of us like jamming, it was just a lot of excessive drinking and smoking weed. It's <laughs> calmed down since then, I think. <laughs> But anyway, but like, uh, yeah, um, vaguely like in that time period and uh, my involvement with uh, music, uh, generally, mainly as a drummer. And we also uh, organize like our own little events through the community and try to like participate in collective things such as like, I mean, Ultra was something we participated in and then like doing shows at Houndstooth, which is very much like now kind of like one of the things that's sort of like connected within like the music community of like shows that they do on Wednesdays and whatever. So sort of like overlaps of those things and have like, uh, yeah, I've participated in different like fundraisers, like the thing we did with you a few years back and throwing fun house shows when we can. It's been a while since we've been able to do that, but one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Bad Waitress has worked fairly hard this year or last year, I suppose. Um, I mean, you looked at 2021 and you absolutely destroyed it. You folks are easily one of the most active bands I've gotten to speak with over the last year. Uh, you made six really fun music videos, played festivals and released a music, uh, sorry, a full length called No Taste. Uh, how did you keep that momentum going all through the year, despite the pandemic? Um, 
so combination of lucked out timing wise when we were able to film the bigger budget music videos for the album uh in the summer and the first two that we did were just like singles to kind of keep us like we were getting a bit stir crazy 2020 was obviously like just a dumpster fire of a year for many people for many reasons and um but uh yeah we did those independently like recording them at home ourselves so that was something that kind of kept us occupied and it was it's a lot of like planning previously from like 2019 to 2021 and like because everything got pushed back like six to eight months basically like that stuff was supposed to happen the year before so it was like kind of a combination of that and then just like when we finally got like the okay to get these things going then it was just like having to do it as quickly as possible and just like okay all right now we finally know it's gonna happen cool this is like what we want to do all right who are we gonna work with and like kind of just we kind of work like that there is planning prior to things but there's also a lot of like okay now like diy style like okay now we gotta like just get it done in a day and then like how are we gonna do this and, like, so um yeah i guess that's like how we got shit done this year <laughs> yeah and like I mean, our like our label obviously has been supportive as well like helping us out in the background and stuff but yeah sorry nicole you go <laughs> no i mean i was just gonna like yeah support what you said that was and like i think it took us a while too to like adjust to how to be a band during a pandemic like 2020 was like pretty inactive for us like we didn't really know um how to keep going like with all the new shit that was going down with covid um but i think by the time 2021 rolled around we had kind of figured out like okay we can make music videos without being in the same fucking room together like um and like you know that kind of helped to like get the ball rolling with stuff like those first two singles mm-hmm. um and then once like the summertime hit and things opened up a bit more um we kind of knew how to like execute that quickly because things change so fast right it's like one week it's like cool you guys can like play together and then the next week it's like no nobody see anybody ever again um, <laughs> I think acting quickly was definitely like uh to our benefit in that time did you say you guys recorded it yourself uh, we did two music videos by ourselves. The the mm-hmm. first two singles, Too Many Bad Habits and Pre-Post Period Blues. Um, the other ones, we definitely did not do ourselves. <laughs> no, that was with like some very talented directors. We're very lucky to have worked with those people. Uh, Who would you track the record with? Uh, Dave, Dave Schiffman. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We recorded Dave that and- in 2019. Yeah, yeah, uh, the summer of 2019. That took about three to four weeks, about a month, like with including like pre-production. I was like a couple of days and then just like everything else that happens with making a record, as you know. <laughs> like, so um, yeah, that was a really cool experience though. Yeah, it was our first time like recording like that with each other, that like to that scale, I guess, or whatever. Like our first full length record as like a band and with Nicole like joining the band the year before as well so that was like a really big moment so like finally getting like more recordings with Nicole on it which is great <laughs> like making it feel yeah, I, like of- I like that too I really did <laughs> I enjoyed it 
<laughs> yeah, are you going to keep me around for the next one? <laughs> oh, most definitely. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you, you folks, the way you guys operate it reminds me very similar to like Hellbent. Like one day it's like, what are we doing now? And then like one day we have a day where nobody's busy and we're like, all right, we're filming a music video today. Let's get mm-hmm. as much content as we can. And like, yeah, very DIY style. Like, I love it. It's uh, very similar yeah. to Hellbent. Uh, <clears throat> although, yeah, uh, totally. Although the future is looking kind of bleak here in Ontario at the moment, <laughs> what are some of your potential plans for 2022? Well, uh, South by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like the main one now that we are like, okay, if that's the one that we really want to like, at least be able to finally make it to that festival since uh, the last time we tried to, the pandemic happened and we're like, well, fuck, this is not happening right now. <laughs> yeah, but, it would uh, be really, it would feel, I think, like the end of, of the pandemic for us if we got to play South By because that was like what we were going to do when it first hit. So if we got to yeah. actually do it, it'd be like, okay, life is continuing now. It's um, like, all right, back <laughs> on somewhat of a schedule. Yeah, like. I think if we played South By, it would break this weird COVID loop that we're stuck in. Yeah. And I, I think everyone in the world would benefit from it because time would be linear again. Yeah, it, <laughs> yes, it will exactly. actually be kind of happening when it says it's going to happen. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're also, we're, uh, we're supposed to play uh, a UK tour with Gustav that they're also on Royal Mountain. Um, mm-hmm. We're and, like really stoked on that. And Killsbirds? Yeah, I think Killsbirds is playing some dates with us too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else are we doing? I feel like there was maybe something else, but. Have, have you folks been to the UK before? No, no. your first time. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm really stoked. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> are you okay? Jesus. All right. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What um for the listeners, what just happened? Uh Callie just fucking fell into my room (laughs) with a lighter and bacon and a joint. Lighter bacon and joint. Oh, I love that. A really cute gesture. Uh, yeah, before there was Bad Waitress, there was uh, the new dogs, uh, which you touched on briefly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was a similar lineup, except uh, Nicole wasn't in the band. How, how, how did you anamorph from the new dogs to Bad Waitress? Um, it was a, a combination of things. Uh, the Bad Waitress name change kind of happened just before Nicole joined the band. Uh, it was during like the beginning of like our uh like working with royal mountain and uh we were kind of just like sort of like by that point it was myself callie caitlin and uh jess at that point and then just with like all the new changes and stuff we collectively agreed um to change the name of the band to kind of suit with like its evolution just like naturally what was happening and stuff um and then uh prior yeah so then uh Jess left the band. Uh Jess was no longer in the band after a certain point. Uh and then after we did a couple of auditions with a few potential bass players. And then Nicole was somebody that like a group of our like other friends of ours in the music scene were like, oh Nicole Kane, Nicole Kane. I'm like, who the f- 
who is this Nicole Kane? <laughs> How have we not met this person? And it just kind of like instantly clicked from there. And uh, yeah, and the rest is just kind of like history in terms of like the evolution of the band. And yeah, and just like how it started, it always was kind of like that between myself and Callie working together. It's always kind of just naturally through time, things sort of fell in place when they were meant to. And when I feel like we we're both ready to make those steps, because we started playing with each other when we were like, I think 21 or something. So at that point, I, you know, like for both of us, it's like we wanted to play music. But at the time, I'm like, I don't know, like what my career as a musician looks like. It's like you're just having fun with each other and like writing songs and just trying to like find shows. And then life happens and you take a break and then you go back doing it again and like just kind of had little things like that. And sort of like how Nicole joined the band is just how we've always been. <laughs> I think as a group like just kind of going with the flow and then learning how to organize ourselves accordingly <laughs> through that like but uh. was New Dogs your first band? No, uh technically my first band was in high school. Uh The New Kings and I did that for a year and then after that turned into uh improvisational improvisational uh jazz uh jump blues swing improv band that i worked for with for very like almost 10 years after that point i started when i was like 17 and then i met callie like during that period and then after that was like my first band that i made myself with somebody else though that actually like was consistent so yeah technically in a weird way yes and no like um the first band that i felt like was like ours like you know that i built with somebody collectively um, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nicole? Uh, did you play in a band before Bad Waitress? Yeah, I played in lots of bands. Oh, um, right. I like grew up in Mississauga. Um, <clears throat> so like my first like legit band was like an indie band um, that I was in for five years. And then like throughout that time, I also played in like an electronic punk band. Um, I made the first band I ever like made from scratch was like, it started off as a joke um it was just like a, a hardcore band but our first show was at soy bomb which i was really proud of nice um, yeah it was a lot of fun to play and then i i did like a another kind of electronic punk thing and some solo stuff and blah 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 but this one's definitely the uh the most fun i've had in a band <laughs> <laughs> what got you into those heavier music like style which eventually led you to play those like kind of music growing up Honestly, my cousin was like a huge influence on me. She like was really into like Slipknot and Deftones and Nine Inch Nails and all that shit. Um, And she showed them to me when I was like pretty young still, like maybe 12 years old. Um, And I I think I've always just kind of gravitated more towards like the darker shit. Um, I'm really drawn to like energy and I find there's like a lot of energy in like hardcore and post-punk and all that kind of stuff. Um, And like that's something that I really like to explore with like music and my bandmates and playing shows. Um, I think it's a lot, a lot more interesting than playing like chill, sweet things. Like that's like, you know, like I don't want to explore that. That's everywhere. Like, let me get into that nasty shit. (laughs) (laughs) How about yourself, Moon? Um, yeah, I guess like big influences would have to be like my parents growing up always played music 
in the house and like it was never like one specific genre it was just kind of like all over the place and my dad was like a disc jockey when he was younger so he's always been into collecting records and stuff like that and then I worked at a record store when I was in middle school like eight like grade eight into grade nine and um but I learned a lot about punk rock through that job um and that was like an introduction of like kind of discovering like other music that I wasn't quite familiar with like Dead Kennedys and then like um you know like then Toronto like Vile Tones Teenage Head and then like two like X from you know like LA like Los Angeles and stuff like that like um and like yeah, kind of like getting into sort of like that sort of thing. And then I also like in high school sort of went through my like electronic music raver phase that sort of like overlapped and then like playing in a punk band when I was like 16 and felt pretty fucking cool about myself, whatever, but also <laughs> have terrible self-esteem anyway. But like, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it kind of just always been a part of like my life to an extent and did music lessons too as a kid on and off like for different things so um yeah and like David Bowie huge influence too so (laughs) but um yeah I don't know it's just always been around I think too like at a young age just having people like show you certain things like Pixies was definitely like I think I listened to Surfer Rosa when I was eight for the first time and then i would just like write the lyrics like underneath my bunk bed it was like um That's precious yeah it was pretty cute and marilyn manson too actually that was like one yeah. of like in terms of like that sort of similar thing with nicole as well like that type of music and um yeah just seeing like these weird performers too and i'm like ooh, i want to do that stuff like yeah. <laughs> um but yeah definitely like those are some like uh, off the top of my head, like influences I could like think of. For sure. Even though, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, have there been any uh, Ontario bands within the last couple of years that'll go that has caught your attention? Either of you? Uh, Burner for sure. That we play with in Toronto a couple of times. Also, like you guys too. You guys are. Oh, thank awesome. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, not to you know, but. Um, uh cross dogs they're pretty sweet uh they were they were pretty like impactful i remember seeing them for the first time uh yeah i mean i could i could you go nicole i I, I gave three (laughs) honestly like i i mean i feel so lame saying it but like i think toronto has such a cool scene and like ontario has a lot of really great bands in it right now and it's like so fucking diverse like yeah um all our friends bands are sick like yeah it's true like everyone's making cool music right now um I really like what Cali Horse is doing they kind of like reinvented themselves um Mm -hmm. they like put out a single called Anima that was like just really really great they like I feel like they really tapped into like making music together just the two of them Hot Garbage just put out a really rad album um Mm -hmm. that's really cool it's very dark um who else? I don't know. Like oh, like Roy too. They've been doing yeah, some Roy cool said. stuff. Yeah, they're like more like oh my god. I'm trying to remember how to describe it. It's like the Manson family Christmas special. But I think it was like <laughs> something like that. Like the drummer described the band roughly along those lines. 
That's uh, which is it's pretty accurate yeah it's like it feels like you went back into the 60s and i'm like this is culty as fuck but also amazing like it's it's really cool um, <laughs> and yeah there's like so many fuck like so many people that are doing cool stuff so i'm 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 it's always hard to like answer that question yeah like on the spot like, it's, it's like there's so many <laughs> yeah there's but, quite a bit is there an overwhelming <laughs> amount of bands in ontario it's crazy Mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're and very so- musical province mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like to rock <laughs> <laughs> and like that, that's part of the reason why i do this podcast is because uh, i try and put like get my finger on the pulse of all the music that's coming out because uh it, it, it can be difficult to you know some fly under the radar because like there are yes. plenty of bands that are happening at once and it's it just it's so difficult to catch them all and listen to them all so yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of the reason why i started the show that's yeah, awesome good you're doing the lord's work hey thank you <laughs> Uh, so Moon, you're a hairdresser. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, when did you start cutting hair? Uh, I started cutting hair like officially. I got my license um, in 2018. Yeah, I think so. I think that's when I officially finished it. So I think like for the past like six, six years, like I had to do like school. I went to market college. That was interesting at Tuffer Mall. Um, but I did well in school, uh, thankfully. And I worked at Grateful Head as a personal assistant since high school. So I've been like, yeah, hair is like a weird like side thing that sort of was happening at the same time as music for me. And then ended up being like my, okay, if I want to be my own boss and kind of like control my schedule, I decided to pursue finishing my license and being, now I work from home and I work for myself. And uh, I could go on tour whenever. It is cool. I just ask me. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> can I go on tour? Yes, you can go on tour. Like, oh, great. Oh, okay. Right. So they're not. They're not even making that up. They have this conversation with themselves out loud. It's what happened. <laughs> now that I have cats around, I just say I'm talking to the cats. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> was it was it difficult being uh, like a hairdresser during the pandemic? Yes. Yeah, um, I did not work a lot, uh, unfortunately. There were periods where, um, yeah, when it first started, we were totally shut down for at least three to four months, I think. And it was like midsummer last year. I was able to like start working again. And then uh, then October happened, fall of last year. And then I, uh, I took a little break because I saw the numbers going up and it was like prior to us even having vaccines. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to be on top of a bunch of people right now cutting their hair. I'm going to see what happens. And then when I, in November, <laughs> going back to work, uh, it just then, uh, then they shut it down again. And I was like, okay, well, I shit, I uh, guess I missed the boat. And then I didn't work for seven months. And then I started working again in the summer of this year, thankfully. And, uh, taking a wee bit of a break right now because things are a little uh chaotic but um yeah it's been hard but people have been very understanding and thankfully like my clientele has been great and like a lot of them are people either I know through music or people have been doing their hair for a long time or friends of friends so that like helps like building like you know a community within like doing hair for people and like I'm it's um it's also difficult too not being able to like connect with people because it's like they some people like live alone and they like barely are interacting with anybody um and like just like being able to touch 
people like that. Like it's, I think it's, it's important, like holistic uh, things for people. And like, it's emotionally like helps people and it's just time for yourself. And like, so it, it's been interesting, like working around that and like, obviously staying on top of like health and safety and like making sure you're using like, you know, obviously I have to clean constantly all the time when I'm working. I have to be like super on top of it. I have to like screen people. It's like kind of adding a more medical side to hairdressing, but that's also always been like, we've always had to be on top of that stuff anyway. It's just like that added layer now, mm -hmm. but people have been pretty good about it. I haven't had too many um, issues, thankfully. And like, uh, I, you know, it's uh it's been interesting for sure yeah uh but uh making it work <laughs> <laughs> nicole i noticed that you enjoy making collages r r roughly how many do you think you've made um i don't know probably <laughs> like quite a few um i like started doing them for this like a few projects like one of the old bands i was in um wanted to use some for like this weird experimental like video game album that they made um and then uh I made a zine with my friend Theo and I put a bunch of stuff in there um I I did like a show poster for the Effins for like a show that got canceled because of COVID but um I really really enjoy making them I like the idea of like taking images out of context and like them a different meaning um and just like trying to work within the limits of like these are the images that you have and you have to make something cool out of like this you have to like make it make sense somehow um mm -hmm. that really appeals to me also like i can't draw for shit so that's how <laughs> i make art <laughs> well needless to say you both are talented artists uh, outside of being musicians, both visual and hair. Uh, and the music videos you guys release looks like you're having so much fun. Uh, yeah. I imagine those talents were contributed contributed in some way in those music videos. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely for sure uh, in different aspects. And like also like Caitlin too, they got really into makeup during the pandemic and stuff. So they've helped a lot with that. Like their, their makeup when they're doing their stuff on their own is actually like really well done. Not saying that. And like, we've also worked with like different people depending on the music video and stuff, but yeah, for sure. Like our, I think like our aesthetic and like our different little like styles come together really nicely when we're doing visual music videos and like doing visual projects together uh, in the band. Yeah. <laughs> especially with uh with the music video like like you you mentioned earlier like the pre post period blues was that like all of you nicole like that very looks very similar to your art style uh that was actually moon like edited all of that oh, um cool. yeah all, like yeah oh the oh you're talking about the collage yeah moon did the collage like the art like the single art for that mm -hmm. um which was they did it you did like a saran wrap thing didn't you what did you do yeah I like uh I did it it was a partially like I so I did a collage by hand and then I put saran wrap on top of it and scanned it to give it like a weird creasy kind of aesthetic to it so doing like like analog filters basically through like <laughs> and then put it on the computer and then I just like edited it on like a little program on my phone after basically like super 
easy, but it's kind of fun to be able to incorporate like um, actual like collage collage and then like, you know, putting it on the computer and then you fuck with the image a little bit more and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I got inspired by this weird creature I built as like a character for that music video. And that sort of like inspired that image as well. Uh, It's kind of hard to see it (laughs) in the video because it's such quick cuts. Um, But uh, yeah, definitely me and Nicole have like a very similar style when it comes to that stuff I have noticed. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, lastly, mm-hmm. before we get into some anecdotes with each other, I'd <laughs> like to list off some of the tour quotes I came across on your Instagram for the listeners and maybe oh shed some light on a few of these that, um, where they originated from. Uh, for the first one, um, this bitch is going to forget my cheese by the sink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was maybe like a Cali quote from Florida. Is that I think right? that's definitely from Florida. I have a feeling, I, I don't know why I'm thinking maybe I said that about Callie leaving cheese around because I feel like Callie would leave cheese on the sink. That sounds accurate, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, fuck. Uh, it could, God, it could even any of us who said that. Wait, Callie, do you remember? <laughs> okay, wait, I need, I need your help with a question. Okay, what can you... Wait, just come here. Okay, fine. Can you repeat it again? What was yeah. the quote again? Yeah, this bitch is going to forget my cheese by the sink. This bitch is going to forget my cheese by the sink. Do you remember who said that? It was in Florida, right? Me, you said that to me. I, I knew it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Callie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, confirmed. Yes, it was me who said that to Callie. Uh, awesome oh okay uh what what about this one uh i totally live in a crate in florida (laughs) i think kelly because she actually was in a dog crate at one point oh boy yeah yeah we put her there when she's being bad (laughs) uh and this one's my favorite um i poop slapped a jellyfish Oh, that's uh, I knew you were gonna bring that one up. That was okay. You should you should hear the story behind that. So we had a day off in Florida, um, and we were like, "What do we do? We obviously are gonna go to the fucking beach." And this beach day was like supposed to be really chill, but it kind of wasn't. Um, I was like viciously attacked by seagulls, and then Caitlin was like in the ocean. And they looked like they were just like really blissed out, having like a really nice moment with, you know, this, all this crazy elemental energy around them. And they came out and they were like, yeah, I just poop slapped jellyfish. (laughs) You were, you were taking shit on a jellyfish. That's what you're just doing just now. So that's like literally what that was. That that's some sort of thrill seeking that I've never heard of before. Yeah, I mean, it's probably very freeing. You should try it sometime. <laughs> Next time I'm near an ocean. Oh my god! Yeah, just, just drop a juice right there. <laughs> what?
Awesome. Awesome. Let's get into some anecdotes. That's that's a great segue. Let's uh, tell some of the wildest stories you have from being in a band, whether it's on the road or in the studio or anything in between. Oh, wait, I wrote stuff down. <laughs> Take it away. I never whenever we get put on the spot for this stuff, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I try. No. I try to come. There's like, gotta be some crazy oh, shit. Okay, well, one funny one was for a while, Caitlin, anybody who was passed out on tour would get saying, uh, "The okay, uh, in dreams, it's in dreams, right?" Roy Orbison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was something that Caitlin started doing. Like it was like the first like couple of tours, and it happened once. Like uh, we have like a little clip of it somewhere buried <laughs> in our Instagram. But uh, they were singing in dreams to the drummer, like sleeping on the couch in the green room in New York City. <laughs> that, it was it was pretty cute. So and then that was just like Caitlin's thing, like either like Callie would be passed out or someone else is passed out. And then Caitlin all of a sudden just like appears. It's like they just know, <laughs> start singing uh, Roy Orbison to people. So that's kind of cute. Um, uh what else um i mean we have some border stories there's a black eye story from florida Callie just like appeared with the black eye (laughs) when we lost her (laughs) yeah we we were like at fest and we were all watching this like wrestling that they were doing we were having a blast and then we went to go see some band play and Callie was like i'm gonna stay with like the wrestling thing we were like, okay, cool. But then we couldn't find her after. Like, literally, like, she was nowhere to be found in all of Gainesville. We tore the city up looking for her. Okay, and then sure, but we yeah. were like, all right. <laughs> no, it was true. That's um, <laughs> So we were like, fuck it. Like, we're just going to go back to the hotel because, like, she didn't have a phone. We were like, she'll, she'll find her way back. And she did, eventually. Yeah. She showed up with a black eye. I She, like, took a cab. I don't even think she had any money to pay for the cab. Like, I don't know no, but, this but it was No, but that was in the morning. So she did show up. We found her. And then after she ended up, I think, like, uh, crashing in Aurora's room and then woke up in the morning and showed up with the black eye. We're like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> like, yeah. I think it was, like, in her sleep. She, like, probably just hit herself or something in her sleep. I don't know. She didn't get like, involved with the wrestling? No. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> I guess happened, maybe that would have been a better story, though. Maybe she did. I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> what happened in between that time. But, no one knows. Uh, yeah, Gainesville was fun, though. That was a fun time um and uh i don't know like uh what else but i guess the broccoli story i don't know oh where you brought broccoli in the car yeah and then caitlin has a really bad habit (laughs) of like bringing the smelliest foods into the car like it's it's really cute because they're like I'm gonna eat well and I'm gonna save money and I'm like I commend you for that. But then they bring shit in the car where it's like, first of all, Moon in the car they make a nest. <laughs> We're like, okay, we gotta pack light because we don't have a lot of space. And they're like, okay, yeah, no, no, pack light. And they bring like five pillows and like three teddy bears and like two blankets. So they like cocoon love- themselves up and then they just like <laughs> drop broccoli and bok choy into their little nuts. <laughs> little smelly carna. <laughs> well, it saved us one time crossing the border, so you're welcome. Whatever. Or oh, yeah. that's, that's the story. 
Oh yeah, yeah that was us. what I meant. But I mean, yeah, it's true. I am a bird on tour. Um, I nest. It's That's very what cute. I That's what I do. Whatever did- you need to do to get through tour, man. Yeah, whatever you need to do. How how did it save you from crossing the border? Oh yeah, so uh, me and Carly smoked a joint before we were at. Wait, where were we eating? Like Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Okay, we went to Cracker Bar- Barrel, and we had like half a joint left. It's like okay, we gotta just like get rid of this, obviously, before we cross. And uh, she stored it though by her passport, so that when we were to get. <laughs> When we gave the guy the passport, it just like reeked of weed. And then I was just like, oh, God, like, I'm not very good at keeping a straight face when I'm worried we're going to get in trouble. And the rest of them are like, please pretend you don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, And then after <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin was like, the guy like, what was it exactly that he said? He was like, oh, do you guys like have any was, like, cannabis products or I don't know, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, like he was basically like it fucking danks like weed in here yeah like, he like basically words of a border date <laughs> yeah and then we're like oh and like caitlin very smooth and he's like oh yeah we were just at cracker barrels probably just the broccoli in the back and he's like okay and then we were able to cross anyway so thankfully <laughs> we had broccoli in the car that saved us uh that was cool um yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go listeners vegetables will save your life yeah they will yeah, eat your veggies <laughs> eat your veggies bring broccoli with you on tour it will save you yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i love it do you have any more uh anecdotes from being on the road i had i had kind of like a weird solo adventure one time in quebec city that I still don't know how to process, but we were like staying in this uh, like really cool studio kind of thing. Um, and like everyone, we were on tour with Colorado and everyone was kind of like partying in their hotel room. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to like take tonight to just like chill by me. I'm going to like grab some Chinese food. I'm going to go watch Dry Grace at our little studio and like kind of crash early tonight. So I was setting myself up for like a really nice chill evening. Um, but it wasn't because this person who like works for the studio he was actually like a really cool guy but it was just like a really I was not expecting to have this kind of a night he like came in and he started reciting like joy division lyrics to me and I was like oh okay I'm just gonna I just want to eat my noodles but I guess I'll listen to your recitation okay um and he was like do you want to come see like the studio upstairs and I was like are you gonna murder me no but I went anyways against my better judgment whatever so we're up there and he's like talking to me about whatever and then all of a sudden he just like pulls out his teeth his his teeth were not really his skull and he just pulled them out and he's like look at my teeth and I was like I could I was supposed to be watching drag race right now man and he's like and so he pops his teeth back in he's telling me about his life I don't know and then he like he like reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a shit you not like a fistful of screwdrivers and just like puts them down on the table and I was like oh my god you are gonna murder me and I'm like my bandmates are I don't know where they are I can't reach them I knew they were like everyone was like doing shrooms I was like they're gonna come back they're gonna see me dead on the floor on shrooms they're gonna have the worst trip of their life (laughs) and I was like oh 
okay, I think I have to go back downstairs now, man. He was like, yeah, okay, cool. And I was like, why do you have so many screwdrivers in your pocket? What are you fixing? <laughs> I didn't understand it. So I get back downstairs and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I need my band to come back now because I'm really going to fucking die. And I like called Moon. I was like, Moon, please come back. And they're like, <laughs> I'm so high. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I was very high. <laughs> And then eventually they did come back and Moon made my life, like everything was fine. All the weirdness of the night disappeared because they were just like rolling around laughing the whole night (laughs) beside me. And I was like, nothing bad can happen now. I'm not going to get murdered. I'm just going to watch Moon have a laugh attack. Oh my God. It was really weird because I. Yeah, no, you go, you go. I just wanted to have a chill night. I I was like, I'm going to take some time to myself. And I. I almost got like screwdriver to death. I don't know. He was actually a pretty nice guy. I think he was just like, like he just wanted to share something. Some his he teeth. was having some weird feelings. Maybe. Yeah, and his, and he showed me his teeth and recited Joy Division. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> it was a, a really unique uh, experience. And, was was and he I'm the hotel? Didn't murder me. Was he the hotel manager or something like the the fixer upper? The what do they call that? No, we we Janitor. like weren't in a hotel. We were in it's like a it was like a studio space or like a collective. Oh, so people were always coming in and out. So it was like you know it's not uncommon to see people just walking around doing their own thing. But this guy was like, we're gonna have an interaction, and mm-hmm. that was what it was. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, trying to find my way back to that fucking place too with Caitlin. They caught Caitlin with They like described like how they described it. It was like, yeah, it looked like you were trying to find water. Like you just like had the phone, like, like okay. <laughs> like, oh trying God. to like be able to like see it. <laughs> like I, what do you call it again? Like those little like things that people use to like find water in on in the ground or whatever. Oh, like the two metal things, the two prongs. Yeah, I don't know so what they're I called. Was, I fucking forgot what that shit is called. Anyway, but that's like how Caitlin was describing me, like with the fucking Google Maps. I'm like, I don't know where we are. <laughs> Which is really funny because I'm pretty sure. The, like between the hotel and the studio it was just like a straight shot right down it's one literally, street I, I think it like, was and like I think we somehow <laughs> managed to like do a weird loop but yeah it probably was just a straight line and I was like tripping so hard that I'm like I don't know where <laughs> Caitlin's just laughing at me like you're gonna be fine <laughs> like <laughs> that's hilarious um where's the furthest uh bad waitress has gotten to play so far I think uh, Florida yeah Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty um, south, right? Yeah, I think. Florida yeah. Oh, but you know what? I think south. Florida, like to get to Florida, but also to get to like PEI is like two like full days of driving. Yeah, I don't PEI know, which pretty close here. Uh, yeah, were we either of those with Breezy? Uh, the wait, no, not those. no, neither. That of was them. the those were the the shows. Breezy came for up. the fucked up tour. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, with the band fucked up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it, it was also like fucked up, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it was with us, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's saying. That's great. What's uh, what's your go-to gas station snack? Ooh. Oh, uh, pickle in a bag, uh, cheese. 
And if I'm feeling sassy, pepperoni stick. <gasps> nice, nice. I really <laughs> they have these like little hummus and like pretzel things. And I like trick myself into thinking I'm being healthy when I eat those. <laughs> so if you're, uh, it, let's say uh, bad waitress is at the like rock star level of Metallica. What's what's the rock star dream writer? What's waiting in the green room for you if you have like an unlimited budget? Lots of pop tarts. Pop tarts, nice. <laughs> Honestly, I miss I, twos. I oh. would like love to have somebody fucking yes. wet my arms. <laughs> like, if I can afford that, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, a misuse would be good. Maybe like, I don't know. We always get a veggie plate. I don't think that's going to change, no matter how much money we make. <laughs> It'll be a veggie yeah. spread. It'll be the whole, ta- the whole table. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They'll just, they'll bring us an entire farm. <gasps> you know what we should get on our rider? Oh, puppy. Oh. And goats. Whatever. <laughs> Cute, Cute animal. For me to just pet and like smush my face into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cute. And then, oh. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've heard that one. Uh, get the, the get the promoter to walk your dog or something like this, something like that. See, that's that yeah. also useful. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the tour dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, would there be any like? Would there be like booze and weed? Oh, one hundred percent, probably. Yeah. yeah, for me and Callie, yeah, and <laughs> for the occasional time that. Caitlin maybe wants to have a drink and cold. She's not driving, and by then you won't be driving because exactly. we could if afford a driver. If we're Metallica status, I'm not fucking driving. No, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Uh-huh. I guess like what, what? What would it be for? Like vodka? Yeah, I'm really into gin some, right now. So maybe some gin. Yeah, drink. gin. <laughs> but you know what? I can't like I can't drink before I play. I like really. I'm very lightweight. And if I drink that, I'm like, what are these notes even? And I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm like a very sloppy when I play. I'm very much so the same way. I, uh, I wouldn't indulge until after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like drinking beer before a set. I don't really like I just drink like I, I'll drink an energy drink before a set and then uh, mm-hmm. maybe smoke, maybe smoke some weed. Uh, that doesn't bother me. But like. I mean, like you saw during our set, like, yeah, I can smoke some weed in our play still, but like, yeah, booze. I, yeah, I'm very, I'm similar. I'm a lightweight, like, uh, like a couple beers, got like a couple shots. It doesn't take me much to get drunk. I don't really drink too much. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like playing shows is super fun already. Like I, that's what I, I want to be like present when I'm there, you know, I want to like enjoy it and like remember it and like be able to like give my whole self to it. And if I'm drunk, I'm going to be like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same reason I don't even get drunk at shows if I'm not even playing. Like, I, I want to remember the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to be in it. Yeah, totally. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk uh, some all-time favorite artists. Let's list off. Can you, can, you, can you give me five each of your favorite all-time artists of, like, uh, musicians, bands? Oh, okay. Maybe I'm really into... Um... Rowland S. Howard. Um, he was the guitarist in the birthday party. Um, and his solo stuff is just like so fucking beautiful. Like, really, he's he's such a genuine like musician. Like he just 
I don't know. He's not he's not faking anything, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, okay, I'm gonna say Fear Before the March of Flames, which is probably kind of lame, but like they have they've had like a huge influence on me. Um, like their compositions are insane, and just like it feels like they're like pounding the shit out of your eardrums, which is nuts. Um, Sonic Fear Youth. Before- oh always. yeah, nice. But, yeah. 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 They they're just like they do some crazy shit and they don't give a fuck. Um, they're super cool. Um fuck, who else? I'm trying to think who the fuck do I listen to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like trying to think that for myself right now. <laughs> Fear before the March of Flames played in a place in St. Catharines called 73, and it was uh like a small venue. Um, like, yeah, like it was super tiny. Uh, they're a crazy cool band. Their their drummer is now playing for Every Time I Die Now. Oh, really? Yeah, I've always wondered like what happened to them because I was like, they're such a sick band, and they just kind of like disappeared into yeah. nothingness. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, they're dope. I would I would have killed to see them live. Moon, what are some of your all time favorite bands? I love David Bowie. Um, I said that earlier, but I'll say it again. (laughs) Um, uh, David Bowie, uh, Nina Hagen was pretty inspiring when I was younger. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to like go through. Oh, Frank Zappa, I guess also the Mothers of Invention. That was like a pretty big influence growing up. Um, uh, Really... (laughs) I mean, right now, I don't know. I've been going through an on and off Elton John phase. So I guess right now, really, it's that, <laughs> uh, the 70s vibes. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, uh, I get, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins also, actually. I mean, I'm not, uh, whatever. I mean, Billy Corgan is Billy Corgan. But I do like the <laughs> bandit, but the band itself as like, you know, the music, like just like it was also like a pretty big, like had little moments with that, like Pixies, I think you mentioned previously before yeah. in the earlier on. Um I've named more than five, I think now. So. <laughs> okay, I named less than five, so it equals out. Yeah. <laughs> Evens out a little bit. There's obviously like other ones, but those are just like what my brain can process. Or yeah, for sure. Right <laughs> um, awesome. I think we can uh, end it there. Thank you so much, uh, Moon and Nicole, for taking the time to do this for me. Yeah, of course. It's so nice chatting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where can all the listeners find all the social medias? And if there's anything else you have left to plug or give a shout outs to, now would be your time. Sweet. Uh, so uh, Bad Waitress Band uh, Instagram, uh, right? Nicole, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh and yeah, like we're we're on Facebook, we're on Bandcamp, uh, you can find us on Spotify YouTube. as well, YouTube channel. Pretty much everything is either bad waitress or bad waitress band for the most part. Uh and uh yeah, um I, we also have a website that I'm not always the best at keeping up to date, but I'm gonna <laughs> do my best to keep that more up to date. <laughs> in the next uh, following months. Um, 
yeah and uh if everything goes well we possibly have our album release in the end of january but it may be postponed but maybe it might happen (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much thank Thank you you. bye Driving down the road, I got a fever I'm looking like a deer in the headlights Red lights Where did I go last night? Did I get in a fight? Was I getting in some shine? Was it all right? Where did I go last night? Was it near? Was it far? Was I stuck inside a bar or two rails? Where did I go last night? Yeah, I really need to know Cause I woke up in a snowbank so bright Where did I go last night? Yeah, tell me, tell me, please Cause I'll lose up on my knees And I lost my boss Every time I say I'll stick around for one That liquor creeps right up inside And says, girl, let's have some fun Then that one, it turns soon quick to two And it rattles up my mind And I find myself waking up in a place Where the sun don't shine That was the episode with Bad Waitress. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Send me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com, if you're an artist interested in being on the podcast. I also do these episodes doing Throwback Thursday, where I gather all these old bands and play them on the show. So if you're in an old band, hit me up. Send me your old demo. I'd like to play it on the show. And if... uh, got new music coming out i do these episodes at the end of the month where i try and focus on all the cool music that came out of the the month of so like in 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 this case it'd be the month of january so if you've got a tune coming out in january hit me up and i'll play it on the show and i have no problem doing that all right folks i'm getting out of here you know you know how it is take it easy folks